Well, hello. I'd like to thank you for letting me join you on the Prison Pod. My name is Valerie Cartonio, and I am the producer and host of this show. This program is for people in jail or prison, or for those who have been affected by incarceration. One of the first things I ask each week is for you to grab a piece of paper and something to write with. Because one thing about this show is I want to hear from the listeners. In fact, today's show will be answering some questions that have already come in. So I'm going to give you the address and I will give it again before the end of the show. You can write to us at the Prison Pod, Post Office Box 294, Orono, O R O. N O Maine O four four seven three. So for many years I worked as a radio DJ and that's how I do my podcast. When I turn on the mic, it's like I have a live audience out there with me. So right now I'm not doing any fancy editing and doing the show live while recording. This being said, If there's a short pause, it may be for me to grab a drink of water. Well, the first letter that came in, I felt kind of bad because I really didn't have uh, a lot to respond to. This person was looking for some help where I felt I was not qualified. I did write back and sent a postcard saying I received the letter. And I do want you to know that I read all the letters coming in and I am listening to your words. The second letter that I received, uh, this person wanted to know uh, more about my personal experiences with substance use disorders. Uh, It's really strange, but I found that this was one of the hottest podcasts to do. I really don't like to talk about myself. So I will try to address this as briefly as possible. I grew up in a household where alcohol was used regularly. My parents were functioning alcoholics, which was the term at the time. That means they went to work every day, they went to church, they were active in the community, um, and everything looked fine. Uh, They did the best that they knew how to at the time, like we all do. We learn as we grow. Uh, The outside picture always looked fine. The house, the cars, the vacations, how I dressed, etc. I don't want anyone to think, I didn't want anyone to know what was going on. And I don't think anyone knew anything was out of place until I talked to a friend of mine in high school, and I believe it was my freshman year. So those of you who understand alcoholism know that growing up in that atmosphere can lead to either having an issue with substances yourself or choosing partners who also use, um, or both. My early relationships were certainly around drugs and alcohol. Uh, After my first child was born, I was having a really hard time losing the weight that I had gained. And back then, uh, diet pills, which were really amphetamines, were legal. Uh, Doctors would prescribe them to you and not really think much about it. And with those, I started losing weight. 
I had fought with my weight all my life. So to be able to have that weight coming off and have energy that I didn't normally have, I really liked that. Uh, so I found that a second dose later on in the day could keep me up later at night. And I was a student and working and had a young child. So the extra hours without sleeping uh, helped me there. So I mentioned it to the doctor that I felt like I was kind of getting out of plateau and he actually upped the dose. So after a couple of months, I was having trouble sleeping. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And I knew I really couldn't drink with uh, doing what I was doing. So I talked to the doctor and said, um, I'm really having a hard time sleeping. And back then, Valium was the choice. that. So there was another prescription. So after a few months, uh, I really decided I was having a problem and I needed to uh, stop doing what I was doing and managed to do that. Uh, most of my friends and relationships involved substances uh, until I married my current husband of 34 years. Uh, we had a child together in a blended family and relocated uh, about 40 miles away from where we had been living when we got married. So we had a pretty normal life. I worked, he worked, kids grew up. In 2000, I had a back injury. I was very upfront when they started deciding they were going to prescribe pain medications about my concern about taking any prescription medications. I had really avoided them for the last uh, 20 years. They told me, taken as directed, people don't have a problem. And they just said, you know, take them before you have the pain because they're pain preventative. So they put me on a regular routine every four to six hours, take a pill, take a pill, take a pill. So after a while, I addressed this to the doctor and said I had some concerns. Uh, at the time, they had me on Vicodin, which is a narcotic. Uh, I said I was, you know, didn't want to be on these forever in a day. Uh, so they said they could try something a little bit milder, but they pretty much told me to have any quality of life. I would be on some kind of pain medication the rest of my life. I wasn't willing to accept that, though. So they put me on uh, another pain med with a muscle relaxant. And I continued on those for a couple of years. And I finally got to the point where I said, no, I want to try physical therapy again, doing some walking, losing some weight, and changing some lifestyle habits. And after a few months, I was able to get off all of those medications completely. On top of the fact, I was able to get off my blood pressure medication. So one of the biggest problems with pain medications is they mask the pain that you should feel. Um, when you're doing things that your body is not meant to do, pain is a good warning sign for you to stop. And when you've had an injury, uh, you want to go back to where you was. And that doesn't always happen. So I feel I was really lucky that I was able to stop when I did. It was in 2007. Uh, it was 
really right at the beginning of the real current issue with the opioid epidemic. Um, I feel lucky that I recognized the situation and that I didn't want to continue taking these drugs. So I feel that I was lucky and got the chance to escape it. So had I continued on with the pain medications, the doctors were more than happy to give me at the time. I mean, they really only cut those off in the last few years. Um, I could have been a statistic along with many other people. So today I take ibuprofen <laughs> and I pretty much stay away from any other medications. Uh, if I really have an injury, I might ask them to give me a muscle relaxant by injection, like in an emergency room or something, but that would be a very rare thing. <clears throat> I'm going to grab that drink of water now. So that was a couple of questions from that particular letter, and I hope I answered them okay. Uh, I was also asked about my interest in Buddhism or Eastern philosophy and what my background. Oh, no, I'm going to go back. I forgot something around the substance abuse. I have worked on and off throughout my adult life in some area of substance abuse prevention or education. I actually have um, my last real job was doing exactly that. So I'm very familiar with programs and rehabs and uh, all the substances that are out there and harm reduction. So uh, there was another piece of that question I wanted to make sure to answer. Okay, so now back on the Eastern philosophy and Buddhism. I was raised Christian. I was raised Southern Baptist. I went to church on Sunday, I went to Sunday school, I went to youth group, and I went to Sunday evening services, along with, uh, I think it was called Pioneer Girls, which is kind of like Girl Scouts with a Christian twist. I can see the good, the bad, and the ugly with any type of organized religion, but I always felt I did not belong in that church. It didn't move me. I didn't feel the spirit. I felt that when I was outside or at the ocean or in the woods, looking up in the sky at night and seeing all the stars up there. That's what moved my spirit. Not a building called a church. My church was outside and that's where I felt closest to God. I've always been interested in other cultures and traditions and beliefs. So reading and later on YouTube videos became a good learning platform for that. So the whole interest in the Buddhism, I was a student and I was able to take my first elective course and I was looking for something that was reading and writing. Um, mainly to get my skills up. And I picked an introduction to Buddhism class, which was a very intensive 
class for reading. I don't remember how many books, but it seems like there was at least four or five, and you had to write every single day. Uh, this was really good for me, though, because it opened me up to some uh, experimenting with meditation and seeing how it really worked in my own life for reducing stress, like around exams and uh, just life happenings. So I had other friends that were taking these classes and we would talk about it. And it was really good conversations that were going on. Um, it, the focus is on being good and doing good things and being healthy and taking care of yourself, taking care of others and taking care of the planet and being mindful of your surroundings. So I really liked a lot of the philosophies that I was seeing around Buddhism. I don't call myself a Buddhist because I don't really practice a religion, although I do uh, use a lot of Buddhist ways um, in my own life. But as far as an organized religion, I don't really follow one. So I guess that's really it for today's show. Um, I've really enjoyed being on the show. And um, I like having your letters come in, so I hope they continue. I want to give a quick shout out to the people at Adovo uh, for carrying the show on the tablets throughout the facilities across the nation. Uh, this gives me a really good opportunity to come in and see, well, not see you, but visit with you for a few minutes and let you know that there's people out here that are thinking of you. And we want to do things that are good um, in our lives that may benefit others. And that's what I'm hoping to do on this platform here. All right, so if you have that piece of paper ready, in case you missed it the first time, if you'd like to write to us with any questions or comments about the show, please do so at the Prison Pod, Post Office Box 294, Orono, Maine. That's O-R-O-N-O, Maine, 04473. I look forward to being back again with you again in a couple of weeks.